if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, do you enjoy fresh chocolate chip cookies right out of the oven? Ooh. So ooey and when gooey. When you pull them apart and the chocolate chips kind of stretch out. Yes. Uh, that's, well, that's good. That's Entenmann's <laughs> has just introduced brand new refrigerated cookie dough. Hmm. Second, do you ever take your dog with you to the drive-thru? Krispy Kreme just unveiled limited edition dog-friendly donuts ahead of National Dog Day. Ah. They're made from dog-friendly ingredients like peanut butter, but they look they look like flat yeah. little donuts. They're really pretty. Dogs are probably going like, what's wrong with the regular ones? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, in the world of food, could you live to be 100 years old if you just start eating this? You want to guess? It's got to be something disgusting. like. Nope. Kale wrapped squid. Or something oh, like that. that does sound disgusting. <laughs> eat that and you'll live to be a hundred. No, <laughs> thankfully it's something very easy to eat. It's okay. beans and legumes. People in the blue zones of the world, you know, where they live the longest, uh-huh. eat lots of beans, peas, lentils, and chickpeas, which are full of nutrients like copper, iron, magnesium, potassium, folic acid, zinc, lysine, and lots of protein and fiber. There you go. See, that is the magical fruit. <laughs> and the music fruit, but at least you'll live a long time. <laughs> hey, do you think going to the mall is a thing of the past? Coming up, guess again. If you thought the days of going to the mall to nibble on an Auntie Annie's pretzel and leave smelling of bad, 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 bad bath and bath and body works, <laughs> bad bath and body works, uh, bath and body works were over. Think again. Malls are back. <laughs> Retail sales at malls increased 11% to over $800 billion. Mm. Now, what's fueling the mall's resurgence? Well, it once looked like the rise of e-commerce would kill the mall. Brands have figured out that customers want both. So they've been promoting brick-and-mortar stores. And Gen Z is especially loyal to Mm. the mall. I thought we were going to say because the summer was so hot. <laughs> nobody, wanted, nobody wanted to be outside, so they all so they went, went shopping. <laughs> right, everybody went to the mall instead of going to the pool. Isn't it always sad when you're you're invested in a show? Maybe you've binge-watched some of it, and it comes to an end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're always sad, like, Very. oh, what's going with, what happened to the characters? What happened next? Maybe even you're, you're hoping for a spinoff. Well, there's chatter about spinoffs from a very, very popular show. Uh, that was starred a main character named Ted. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And we're going to talk about spinoffs in your life. Think about that. Spinoffs in your life. We're going to talk about it next. So we're talking about spinoffs. And, it, and it's always sad when a show ends and the characters are like, well, what happened? The story's not over. I, I want to know what happens to these people, right? Um, Ted Lasso was one of those stories. A lot of people really bummed when that show ended. And oh, there's yeah. speculation, the writers, the producers, um, what's his name? Who's the guy who was the star that was Ted, Ted Jason Sudeikis. He, he's saying, we told the story we wanted to tell. Like, it's done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but other people that were part of the cast or whatever, like, well, I don't know. I don't know if my character has, uh, you know, fully been fleshed out. So the Besides, rumor. that's a really nice paycheck. <laughs> right. Rumor <laughs> is uh, that it will, there will be a spinoff and it will be about them starting a women's professional team. Oh. That that will be kind of cool. The next uh, the next chapter. But here's what I'm wondering. Think about your own life. And let's say your life is the story. It's not Ted Lasso. It's Taylor Scott. It's not Ted Lasso. It's Kevin Avery. What would if 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 your story on TV anyway, if they said, okay, that story has been told. What what would be the spinoff from your life? What would be the spinoff show from your life? Would love to hear from you. 
We're talking about spinoffs. There have been some great spinoffs throughout history. Uh, Happy Days had Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Cheers had Frasier. Um, did Seinfeld have any spinoffs or attempted spin? Didn't Kramer have an attempted spinoff? In it? No, not that I know of. Huh. I thought huh. he did. I thought he. But if, anyhow, if he did, I'd be surprised. What would the uh, uh, the uh, Big Bang of, Theory had Young Sheldon? Yeah, that's doing great, right? I've never mm-hmm. seen either of them. But yeah. uh, what would the spinoff in your life be if there was a spinoff series from your life story? What would it be? What would it be for you, Taylor? What would the spinoff um, be? So there's this girl named Taylor, she's been working in radio for years, and mm-hmm. she plays the lottery for the first time in her life. And she wins, and she moves to uh, to Paris, and she she starts working for a radio station there. <laughs> They've been really looking for someone Despite with the a, language like an annoying American <laughs> accent. To be on the radio in Paris, and so she's just she's got to go. I think you're the, the whole idea of a spinoff <laughs> is you're no longer the main character. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor okay. made herself the star no, of her own no. spinoff. You that said, is wait, wait, wait. That is no, awesome. It's, it's the no. Kevin and Taylor show right now, no, and it would no. be Taylor goes no. on to do a show no. in Paris. No, it was what's the spinoff of your life? I, that's big part of my life. I spent a lot of time at this radio station. I spent a lot of no, time with you. No, 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 no. This no. is the you spinoff. The, I this think is the, bigger, the dream the bigger spinoff. Here is ta- it is going to come true. In the spinoff of Taylor's story, she is the star. Meanwhile, Griff is over there like, what about me? <laughs> could I be the spinoff? Which I thought of, by the way. Griff could be a, a good spinoff from this show. Griff again. Oh, he'll take over okay. the show one day. Okay, here's here's where I went with mine. Uh, I'm thinking my spinoff would be with me. I, I somehow meet an unfortunate early demise. And the spinoff is my kids. You just and, killed your character off. Yeah, because it's a spinoff. Really no, no, no. It's, it's handled well. And the kids <laughs> and Tracy navigate their way through life without me. And the kids are overprotective of Tracy. And Tracy gets annoyed with their overprotectiveness. And then you throw the dogs in there. It's a hit show. Are you kidding? It's like, this could happen. Like. <laughs> right. I don't think Tracy's going to like this spinoff at all. Uh, but, but it's just Don't tell her. Okay, it's not real. <laughs> We're making this up, okay? My wife and I, uh, we went to the grocery store together the other day, and we were approaching the checkout, and she asked me the question that she already knew the answer to. She said, do you want to do self-checkout? And I said, Trace, what happens at self-checkout? Bad things, but I got it. She goes, I've got it. Okay. So we go, and it's one of those big box discount Costco-y type places. Oh, boy. So we ring up all of our stuff, and we start walking away, and I see items left in the like the little part where you'd sit your kid. I went, did you, did you get those? No. <laughs> so we had to turn. And we had already left. We were already almost to the checkout guy, where he would have looked at our receipt and been like, you're trying to steal these. Yeah. Because Why? Bad things happen at <laughs> self checkout. I hate self checkout. Do avoid it at all costs because bad. And now they'll arrest you. You make a mistake and they'll they'll call the police on you because you're a shoplifter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some stores now that that's all they have is self checkout. Ugh, I won't so go. I guess you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store anymore. I won't go. You have to do curbside pickup. <laughs> that's what you'll do. Do you like self-checkout? It's awful. And um, it takes I, longer. I mean, I try to avoid it because it does take longer, uh, especially if I have produce. Because you got to weigh everything and look for the code. But, I mean, I use it for small No like one small likes orders. it. And I saw one of the grocery store executives uh, in a 
like little press release about it. They were talking about how it's to better serve the customers. I'm like, you can make more money. Come on, save it. (laughs) No one. He's like, customers love it. I'm like, no, they don't. What customer loves self-checkout? That person does not exist. No. Bad things happen at self-checkout. Coming up, what's one of the quirkiest goals you have in your life? Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Okay, what would you say is one of your quirkiest goals you have in life? For a woman named Kim Noor from Colorado, it's skydiving a thousand times before she dies. Wow. She's 84 years old. (laughs) She's already done about 600 jumps. So she's getting there. Yeah. She can still do it. Her first was way back in 1959 when she was only 20 years old. And I was on the first U.S. women's team and we won the gold. Standing under the American flag and hearing that national anthem. (laughs) It's a big deal. Got her so emotional. Now, what happened was um, she first started, you know, jumping in 1959. Well, her husband had a bad accident while testing parachutes. So she gave up the sport for 37 years. Mm. And she just recently took her youngest grandson for his first jump. Kim said, anytime life gets too difficult or too sad, just go make a jump and everything's good. Wow. I think that could be a sport for you. Do you know why? You're a natural. You fall all the time. That's literally all you have to do. Jump out and fall. I just feel like I'd have to give someone permission to push me out because I don't. I think I'd be way too scared to jump. I volunteer. <laughs> you volunteer in tribute. I'm going. <laughs> so have you ever overcome one of your fears and you feel like it was almost like supernatural because somebody was praying for you? That happened to me. I'll tell you what it was in just a minute. So I was able to overcome a fear. What, what fear were you this, able to overcome? I didn't know this you is had, a big a, deal. had a deep-seated fear that you were trying to overcome. Um, Yeah, huge. I get queasy and lightheaded and weak in the knees at the sight of any kind of blood whatsoever. Hmm. Like, I even have been, this is so embarrassing, but one time I had to have a biopsy for my at my skin cancer doctor, and... I was trying to check out and pay and I started to fade. So I like said, I just need to like squat down here for a minute. And it was like code red, like because I was thinking about what they had just done to my back. There was no blood in sight. But that's how queasy I get. I mean, I'm <laughs> Did like they come fly out wheelchair. Jaws, jaws they made of life. Me eat juice and crackers <laughs> and they wouldn't let me leave until I told them I was fine. It was like it was a thing. Uh, it was so embarrassing. OK, so when we found out we were going to be able to go to Uganda with Cure International, who we've told you about on the show, like they do surgeries free of charge to children who have been told by their village that they're cursed Mm -hmm. because they were born with spina bifida or hydrocephalus or any of these issues. And um, we had heard over and over, like it is watching like a modern day miracle. And they said, Kevin Taylor, you can observe surgery. And I immediately was started praying because I'm like, there's no way, there's no way I can do that. But I didn't want to miss the miracle. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to miss my chance. And so I suited up, I put on the white coat, I put on the hairnet, I put on the funky shoes they made us wear, the Crocs, and I I did okay. 
I kept my knees like, and I know it was because so many people were praying for me. I never once even got faint. <laughs> I watched brain surgery, you guys. Taylor was pressing her face up against the cold tile on the wall. Not my face, just my temple, like my uh, okay, pulse I'm points. I'm good. I'm brave. I'm strong. Kevin kept looking over, like, "Are you good? Are you okay, good?" I'm like, right? "Yeah, I'm just making sure You're I'm fading, okay." Are you? I didn't want to become part of the story. I wanted to watch the miracle, not. Now they've got to rescue Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. I mean, they they have worship music playing in in the operating room. And the, the head nurse prayed the most beautiful prayer over this little baby girl that we had met the day before. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see her the next day. And she's doing so Fine well. Alert. It's like, like, it really yeah. is. I got to watch a modern day miracle because people prayed for my queasiness. And I am just so <laughs> grateful. So overwhelmed and grateful I got to experience that. Which was more miraculous, the fact that Taylor didn't pass out. <laughs> or the brain Or surgery. the life-saving surgery that they had for this child. That's that's the big question. <laughs> I say they're both miracles equally. So how about you? Have you ever overcome a fear? Something that you thought you never could do? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Trisha, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how about you? Did you overcome a fear? So I've had a fear of driving for the last probably last three or four years, just high, high anxiety, no accident, just a strong fear about it, wasn't able to drive for a long time. And my job is about an hour away, and uh, my operations manager, the the other ladies have been praying for me. I work at a Christian school, and they have been praying. They know that it was something I was going to have to do. My husband had been driving me for a while, and then he wasn't able to drive me anymore. And I was just like, I didn't know what I was going to do. So what happened? And my... Well, my operations manager came out one day to the car and, and just started praying, and I have been driving now for almost two weeks. Wow, look at you. Incredible. Out on the Way highway. That's awesome. Uh, by the way, Taylor was telling a story about her in surgery. Now you overcame that fear. There was a guy on the trip. It was a media trip. He worked at another radio station, and day one, he would not go in. He was like, yeah. I know myself. I'm not going to do well. Mm-hmm. And we were all just talking about what a great experience it was. So day two, he's like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going in. And he went in and he texted, well, I made it five minutes. <laughs> he went in and he had to He got had to, to watch leave. the, um, where they were like cleaning up the bait, you know, disinfecting yeah. or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. I'm not using medical yeah. terms. He was, but but he, yeah. he was just like, it's I was not proud for everybody. for trying. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not for everybody. I, I totally get it. But I was just fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I could not stop. Like I, they let me stand right behind the surgeon for a while. And he was going into the brain with a scope, and it was just so cool. Yeah. Are you having a hard time filling an open position at your company? Uh, You may want to take a fresh look at the salary you're offering. Hmm. Job seekers want record high wages, and men expect $25,000 more than women, according to a brand new survey. Job seekers average reservation wage. Now, that's I'd never heard that before. That's the lowest pay that you'd be willing to take for a new job, climb to just over $78,000 a year. That's mm. about 8% higher than this time last year. But So what, how much do you say men expect more than women? Men expect $25,000 more than women. $25,000 is more than I made in my first three radio jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like salary. 
But how many years ago was that? So. Uh, if it wasn't that long ago, I think it was 73 years ago. <laughs> Give or take. <Yeah. laughs> right. Coming up, as a parent of young kids, I mean, every once in a while you pop on a show, right? So you can at least take a shower. Yeah, every ever, once in a while. <laughs> ever wonder how much screen time is safe? Hey, if you have babies and toddlers in your life, whether it's kids, nieces, nephews, or grandkids, you probably wonder, okay, how much screen time is safe? Anywhere from one to four hours of screen time per day at age one is linked with higher risks of developmental delays in communication, fine motor and problem solving, and personal and social skills by age two, Mm. according to a new study. That means only an hour. An hour is not good. It's less than that. Uh, They studied 7,000 littles. Uh, It was published in the journal JAMA Pediatrics. But every parent needs a break, right? So if you need to to keep your toddler busy so you can get things done or have some solitude, experts say try giving them a book, coloring materials, or toys. And they can even sometimes enjoy those activities while secured in a high chair. But the screen time, I guess, is just no good at that that young age. (laughs) But kids nowadays, you give them a book and they'll be like, da-da. Where do I charge this? <laughs> Mama, does it have an app? <laughs> no, it's called oh, a book. That one-year-old's verbal skills are impressive. Mama, that's from watching so much TV. <laughs> from all my screen time. <laughs> so when I got home for from work yesterday, it wasn't your normal just like, hey, hey, babe. It was, hey, I got in trouble at the grocery store. You did? Yes. You got in trouble? Yeah. I'll tell you what the first thing my husband said and then why I kind of got in trouble in just a minute. So I get home from work yesterday and instead of the usual like, hey, babe, you know, I always listen to make sure he's not on the phone with the client first. Okay. Um, I went, hey, I got in trouble at the grocery store. <laughs> and he started laughing. He goes, did you knock over a huge display of cans or something? <laughs> I said, no, it was much more complicated than that. And here's what happened. It's all your fault, Kev. My fault that you got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was this guy at the grocery store and he was super outgoing and friendly and was a very, very loud talker. And I saw him like talking to people. What does this have to do with me? I'll I'll get to it. (laughs) I saw him talking to people in the produce department Uh and I was like, do they know each other? What's happening right now? Is this guy, this guy is just like, very happy about life. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of was like, you know, because I don't like to make a scene. I'm an introverted extrovert. I was kind of trying to like not have an encounter with him, but he caught me. I was in the ice cream aisle and I was going up. I set down my little like hand basket because I wanted to be in and out quick. No grocery cart for me. No, no buggy yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was going up and down and he's like, he comes in the aisle, this loud talking, friendly guy. And he goes, what in the world are you looking for? And by, by the way, with those dark sunglasses on, you're not going to find anything. And I said, well, they're prescription. I actually can see just fine. I said, well, I'm looking for a very specific ice cream for my coworker. He said that when he was a little boy, he was never allowed to run out to the ice cream truck. And I know he feels very sad and deprived about that aspect of his childhood. So I'm looking for his favorite ice cream and I'm trying to surprise him with it. I didn't say it was for a radio bit. Oh, and um, I could not find it anywhere. So we like he starts helping. He was like all in. He's like, I'll help you find it. He goes, 
What? He wasn't allowed to run out to the ice cream truck? I grew up in the projects in the hoods. We invented the ice cream truck. And he was just hilarious, like super engaging. Hmm. And then we started having a fun joke about how we'd have to go to a much less bougie grocery store if we wanted to find your <laughs> eclair, chocolate eclair ice creams. They had the good humor strawberry ones. And he tried to talk me into that. I'm like, nope, he doesn't like berries. Well, all of a sudden, two um, managers came out and they had to see what the ruckus was in the ice cream. <laughs> aisle. And I'm like, Oh, everything's okay. We're just having a lot of fun laughing. Trouble and, in aisle seven. Yeah, so got in trouble. They sent the manager to find out what was going on. Well, thanks on. for trying to get the ice cream. Yeah, I'm going to keep cool. trying. I, I just feel deprived. Go I mean, my parents just want to spend the money. We got good ice cream in the freezer. Why are we going to spend money on that? <laughs> That's so funny that you got in trouble. Or kind of got in trouble at the grocery store with that guy. Well, yeah, when two managers come out and want to know what the commotion is in the ice cream on? aisle, I it's a big deal. You said he was talking to other people in the store. I wonder if other customers said, like, hey, this guy's bothering me. Maybe. Because not everybody wants casual conversation with total loud strangers yeah. in the grocery store. He told right? me, by the way, when it was the conversation was all over, he goes... I love your energy more than anyone I've met today. Because <laughs> the other people <laughs> call the police on me. <laughs> but here's what's so funny. Like to you, it's just this like, oh, it's a good humor chocolate eclair bar. I had to spell the word eclair for these two managers and this guy. And then the one lady tried to go down to the fancy schmancy section of the frozen and get me like true like frozen eclairs. I'm like, oh, that's so right, sweet that's of you. But it. that's not what he, that's not that's reliving not his childhood. I'm like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Isn't Eclair E-C-L-A-I-R? E-C-L-A-I-R. Yeah. yeah. What's Eclair. so hard about that? I don't know. Everyone was like, what are you looking for? I said chocolate Eclair frozen ice cream bars. And <laughs> Anyway, I just Google shoppinged it and it looks like Walmart might carry them. So maybe I can still surprise. Well, non-surprise, surprise. <laughs> but what I do have instead yeah. that we can taste in a oh, minute. Oh, you brought something else in? Yeah. I have from Uganda a Ugandan chocolate bar and it's called... Bukonzo coffee. And on the back, it says it's a breakfast alternative. <laughs> See, these are my people. I knew I was part Ugandan. See, I'm a little worried because that's the kind of thing we'll eat. And it'll say uh, something like, enjoy for its cleansing attributes. <laughs> no, it's just organic coffee beans, Google cocoa that butter, cane sugar, and roasted coffee. Google that word. What is it called again? A breakfast. Al- oh, the Bukonzo. Yeah. Bukonzo coffee. See, Google that word and make sure that's not Swahili for like run to the bathroom. (laughs) 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 We're going to be eating Ugandan X-Lax thinking it's a chocolate treat. Instead of saying I need to go down the hall from now on, we'll just go. Bukonzo. (laughs) So I'm reading a very interesting book right now. It's fiction. Um, and it's it's funny. And it's also it reminds me of uh, Bridget Jones diary a little bit. Remember those movies and books? Reminds me of that a little bit. Um, but it's it's a little darker and a little sadder. It's about a woman who's lived her life like kind of socially isolated her whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, and she talks in one point about uh, there was no her, her name is Eleanor Oliphant. And she said there was no Eleanor space slot for me to slip into in society. So I just decided to live alone. And it's kind of sad when you when you think about that. And she's kind of a sad, melancholy character. And it got me to thinking about how many people in our lives probably feel that way. Oh, yeah. Like there's no, whatever your name is, there's no Bill slot in society for me to fit into, or there's mm-hmm. no Jane slot. But I did want to take the opportunity to say, I hope you feel like 
this show and this radio station is a slot where you yeah. can fit into and you are welcomed. You are wanted. Mm-hmm. We love that you spend time with us. We love that you're here. So don't ever, ever, no matter what's going on in your life, if you feel like that's you, like you just kind of blend. You, she describes walking into a room and perfecting the art of staring off into the, like, the middle of the room. So it looks like you're looking at something, but you're really not. Oh, wow. You're just kind of there. Yeah. Please don't ever feel that way. No matter what's going on, maybe at work, you feel like you haven't found that place you fit in or maybe even at church, you know, keep going, but maybe you haven't found that. This is a place where you fit in. You are wanted, you are welcomed, Mm -hmm. and we are so glad that you're here every day. You know what story we haven't heard yet from our producer, Griffin? Which one? The first day of school, and it's a very, very special landmark first day of school Uh, for his family. Yeah, all right. We're going to hear that from Griff coming up next. Griff jumped into the studio with us, and Griff, we missed a red-letter day for you guys back to school, and it was a a big year for what, what was it your son or your daughter was a big year this year? Neither. Neither? Neither. It was, uh, <laughs> well, what? they're, they're going to be my uh, daughter's- I feel like I've been misled. <laughs> yeah, you have. You've been tricked. Um, my daughter's in first grade, my son's in second grade, Yeah. Um, but it was also the first day of school for my wife. She is now working at their school. That is awesome. She's a teacher's aide this year, Mm -hmm. and she's kind of in the midst of a career change. Uh, She, at the same time, she's working at their school Mm full-time as a teacher's aide. Mm -hmm. But then in the evenings, she started working on getting her master's to get a teaching certificate, something or another. That is the coolest. And she wants to become a teacher. Hopefully at their school or, you know. That yeah. is so great because she's been wow. rock, rocking like PTA president. Yeah, she's been super she's, involved. She's um, uh, did vacation Bible school, yeah. headed the whole thing up. Yeah. And she just felt, you know, there's a shortage of teachers all yeah. across the nation, including even at our kids' school. Yeah. Um, and she just felt really called to go down that Good path. For her. Wow, this makes me so uh, happy. Um, I'm so proud of her. I, I'm sure you guys have already thought of this. Can she get any credit for stuff she's already done as a volunteer? You know what I mean? How... They'll, yeah, they'll give you credit towards a degree if hopefully you've already done that. And hopefully some of this teacher aid stuff kind of counts for what she's working on right I now, too. Teaching. So, yeah, yeah, wow, it's going to be a heck her. of a year the next <sighs> year because she's going to be working and doing school and being Are a mom. Are you in charge of all the laundry and cooking and grocery shopping now? Not all of it. I'm helping out more. I'm, I'm washing okay. dishes, you know, a few yeah, times a week. you got to get in there, buddy. <laughs> you got to get she's in there and help so out. She's got so much on her no, plate yeah. right now. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be mm. a lot, but uh, I'm proud of her. Yeah, I am cool. so proud yeah. of her. That rocks. That is Go awesome. Sarah. Wow. How's that going to make you feel? Your wife has a master's degree and you don't. <laughs> I'm good with it. Hey. It's all good. It yep. is really neat, though, that she's, I mean, we just need so many more people like her to feel that calling because we've got to get this teacher shortage taken care right. of. Yeah. And yeah. every teacher I know, it's it's so hard, but it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're making a difference in people's lives. My daughter just started. She's yeah. a week and a half in. She loves oh, it. Awesome. She loves it. So I learned a phrase yesterday, Taylor, that I was like, oh, my gosh, people actually do that. And and it's one of those things where that's how the other half lives. I'll share the phrase with you in a minute. Maybe you do this. And I was just unaware that people do this in their home. It has to do with your home decor. All right. We'll talk about it in a minute. So just learned a new phrase uh, yesterday. Have you ever heard of this seasonal artwork? This is like people in their homes have seasonal artwork. I've heard of it like for like a Christmas painting where they take down another piece of artwork and put up a Christmas, like a nativity painting. Right. Nope. This is not that. This is just like, oh, it's going to be fall. We need to change the artwork. 
a friend of ours, like Lay lives down at the end of the, Kelly lives at the end of the cul-de-sac. She goes, a friend of mine just told me that they're, they, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, we're changing out our seasonal artwork. What? She's like, have you ever heard of that? Do people really do that? I was like, well, I, I've heard of museums doing it. I've heard of, you know, like places like that, but not the average Joe. And she goes, maybe they just are living on a different level than we are. But yes, they change their artwork seasonally. I guess if it's Hobby Lobby artwork, you could afford it. And then you have to have a place to store everything. Where do you put it all when it's not on the wall? I don't know. I said if we want to participate, we could just move like one picture to one wall. It's like swap them. (laughs) (laughs) So it wouldn't feel left out. But then if they're not the same size, you might have that weird discoloring underneath. You know, Like in Everybody Loves Raymond when they took the knife and fork off the wall. Or the fork and spoon. Oh, right. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The wallpaper yeah, was, was a different a color underneath. I love that show. I love that show. But hey, yeah, we learned that. I'm wondering, does anyone else, has anyone else ever heard of that? Do you do that? Are you one of those people that you have seasonal pieces? Seasonal artwork. Yes, well, yes. it's pumpkin spice season, so we better get the fall artwork out, take the summer stuff down. You know, are you living on that level? And if you are, we want to, we want to know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about this idea of seasonal art, and this must be how the other half lives. Like, they have artwork that they just put up. Oh, it's fall. We better put up the fall pieces. Um, I Googled it. Do people change their artwork seasonally? And here's what it says. Seasons change, and so should your art. Swapping your artwork (laughs) is a fun way to refresh your decor and welcome the new season into your home. But I I have a theory in life. This is an operating principle in life. Follow the money. That that yeah. is an, a quote news article posted by fastframe.com. <laughs> of course. So these are the people pushing seasonal artwork. I just looked up decorating trends for this year according to Good Housekeeping. Yeah. And one of them is so you. I could totally so see me? you doing this. What is it? Half vibrant color, half black and no, white, like bipolar it, artwork. It, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Well, it's totally my personality. <laughs> High highs and low lows. Yes, that is you. I love how self-aware you are. Um, no, it's uh, developing a listening room in your house. Um, it's coveted by audiophiles, but they're gaining popularity with the masses, masses as vinyl record sales continue to mm. climb. Essentially, a listening room is a dedicated space for music, yeah. whether it's creating your own or playing your favorite tunes to unwind and enjoy slower with a group of people. Even if you don't have an entire room to spare, a dedicated corner or nook of any room can be transport, transformed into a space to enjoy music. So they, the picture they use has got like a little couch and the guitars are hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the record player and all the albums you lined just, up. You just described our finished basement. The whole I've thing got, is a music room? Got One section of it is all albums, CDs, stereo, like like killer stereo that can shake the windows in the house. Um, and then the other corner is my ever-growing guitar collection. <laughs> Have you I'm made done. it all hip and cool? I'm done. Well, Like it's all hip. artistic looking? Well, it's all mine, so it is hip and cool. Oh. <laughs> Why did I ask that? Okay. And then there's exercise equipment all mixed throughout, too. So it's kind of a hot mess right now. And Tracy, <laughs> yes, Tracy wants to redo it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Make it cute. Can, I, can we just make it the man cave and she leave it? She wants it, it to I be like Pinterest it. worthy. I like it. I like it the way that it is. But there, yeah, that's a, I'm, you know me well because that is, yeah, we already got it, though. The music room, check.